Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. On November 12, 1720, two men turned to face one another, brandishing their swords. When the duel commenced, the long steel blades glistened as they crashed together. One quickly found its mark, plunging into the chest of the adversary, and bringing him to an early demise. The man who died that day was Peter Tordenskold, the famed vice-admiral of the Danish-Norwegian Navy, whose escapades rivaled those of Horatio Nelson or John Paul Jones. He had accused his rival of cheating at cards and he was only 30 years old. Peter's knack for rolling people up was legendary. As a child, he loved to drive his parents crazy. He was a bold and brash little boy who could never sit still and always seemed to be getting into a fight. During his teen years, he grew tired of people constantly hampering his personality. He ran away from his home in Trondheim, Norway, and sailed as a stowaway to Copenhagen, hoping to join the Navy and its promise of a successful career. The Navy rejected his request for admission, but Peter managed to gain the favor of the royal chaplain, who secured him a spot on a merchant ship that sailed the West Indies. After five years, he returned to Copenhagen, looking for a second chance to join the Navy, and finally got what he wanted. Peter quickly jumped through the ranks, much to the chagrin of many of his superiors, again in large part due to his bold and near-reckless behavior. His escapades were notorious during the Great Northern War with Sweden and its allies, the British and Dutch. No ship was too big to attack, even when he was outgunned, and if he didn't win, he had the uncanny ability to escape the overwhelming odds of capture. He found his place in life, the place where his brashness and impulse to fight could be satisfied with little hindrance or recourse. In 1714, he was sailing his 18-gun frigate under the guise of the Dutch flag where he and his crew encountered a 28-gun frigate, the Olbing Galley. Peter ran up the Dutch flag as the two ships approached, but then the other opened fire with a broadside. Half of the ship's cannons unleashed their fury on Peter's much smaller vessel. The extra time guns it carried didn't bother Peter in the slightest. He and his crew fired back. Cannons boomed, kicking backward as they launched their encased projectiles. Crew members reloaded them and fired. The process repeated itself all day long, and as night fell upon the sea, the Obing galley attempted to slip away. Peter knew this maneuver all too well and kept on his foe. Night turned back into day and the battle resumed for another 14 hours. Peter surveyed the damage of both his ship and the enemy's. It was severe on both sides. Then a member of his crew approached him with bad news. Their supply of ammunition was depleted. Peter had his men scour the entire ship in hopes to discover a hidden surplus, but to no avail. Captain Bachman was standing on the upper deck of the Olbing galley when he spied a small rowboat approaching the ship. Its crew brandished a white flag, looking to deliver a message from Peter, which, when relayed to Captain Bachman, probably sounded something like this. The captain wishes to offer his highest compliments to yours truly for engaging in such a magnificent duel with the noblest of skill. 
he must also offer his sincerest of regrets for his inability to continue the exchange, due less in part to the level of damage to our ship and more to the lack of powder and shot. The captain sincerely wishes to persevere and honorably execute his duties in battle until a victor is declared. Therefore, he beseeches your good graces for a small cache of ammunition from your stores. He would be forever indebted to you and your generous bestowal. Peter literally asked the enemy for ammo. Captain Bachman found it highly amusing. It was hard not to respect Peter's intrepid attitude. Bachman offered his own compliments, but still he declined Peter's appeal. The two captains mutually agreed to end the battle, formally calling it a draw. And before parting ways, both crews cheered and drank to the other's health. Peter continued to have an illustrious up-and-down career in the Navy, rising to the rank of Vice Admiral prior to his death. His surname from birth was Wessel, but in 1716, King Frederick IV of Denmark and Norway granted him nobility status. Peter also requested and was permitted a new surname, Tordenskold, which translated in English means Thundershield, a fitting name in my opinion, strong and powerful, like actual thunder, but unfortunately, also short-lived. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one, but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener.